And welcome to another edition of 99 Questions. I am your host, Bob Buell. This is, of course, an oddly numbered interview show where we ask all sorts of interesting people, interesting questions. Uh, joined with me today uh, from the the world of streaming, from the uh, a fun house, if you will, uh, the leader of the pizza posse himself, <laughs> Mr. John Smith. John! Howdy! How are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, I, I much appreciate you being on here. Uh, oh, for sure. Oh, well, oh come on. I love being asked questions. So, well, lucky for you, <laughs> we got <laughs> some in store here. Um, but where would we be without a couple of ground rules right up front? Turn me conditions, if you will. Uh, so, ground rule number one you could take as much time or as little time as you need to answer any of the questions if a yes or a no suffice give me a yes or no if a short story about your life helps us get a better understanding of that question i want to hear that story well you know i have dabbled in speed running so i'm looking uh to maybe get uh the world record here oh boy no 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> listen we've we've had some short ones we've had some super long episodes <laughs> and uh it's, it's a little across the board here that's why i love it uh grand rule number two uh there's nothing uh, wacky here we're not out to catch you in a web uh but if you want to pass over anything we can pass no judgment no hard feelings got it and grand rule number three despite the name of the show being nice wait hold on questions. hold on i do oh. have a uh stipulating question for number two. Oh boy okay yes uh i suffer from uh tmi syndrome is that going to be a problem for you not at <laughs> all. Okay. <laughs> Sign it, underline it, italicized it. We're good. Trust me. All right. Uh, there may or may not have been stories of crimes on past episodes here. Oh. Uh, it, it's statute of limitations and all that. It doesn't matter. But, you know, it's. I've uh, only been present for crimes, I've never committed them myself. <laughs> That's a great attitude to have. I love it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, ground rule number three, uh, despite the name of the show being 99 questions, there might be a follow up. There might be one off the cuff. Uh, some of these are purely just prompts and absolutely in the you know English language, not questions. We're just going to brush over that and ignore it. Uh, so the first of those, uh, you know, non questions. John, are you ready? Hold on. Does this count towards the 99? actively does not damn it <laughs> okay well then pass I pa- i'm gonna pass that one it's a good call <laughs> official question number one what's the perfect breakfast perfect breakfast that's actually a great question oh, pass no <laughs> <laughs> um so i actually just moved to the other side of the world I'm in Korea right now, yeah. and I did not think I would miss much, but I miss American breakfast. Mm. Um, and it's 
very hard to find that here. Uh, and so for me, like the perfect breakfast, it could be any uh, array of American diner stuff. Uh, I used to always get chicken fried steak. Uh, you know, I feel I always feel like eggs, bacon, hash browns, extra crispy. Mm-hmm. I always tell them, look, listen, your your cook's going to think they're going to be burnt. But that's how I want them. <laughs> uh, yeah, pancakes, waffles. You know, if I could get a surgery to enlarge my stomach for a day, just one day, then I would just sit there and I would eat <laughs> diner food. I'd eat every single thing on the menu. I think you just love it all. with a, a very good idea for an invention. <laughs> some, <laughs> some sort of balloon. <laughs> or even just a tube that it, it connects and it just bypasses your stomach. So you just taste it, but it never actually enters the rest of your body. Like a, yeah, like a, like some sort of pool system where it just filters and runs right out the other end. Exactly. I think we're on to something here. I like it. I like it. <laughs> Uh, question proxy anus oh sorry <laughs> keep going proxy anus <laughs> llc that's the name of okay. the... <laughs> uh question number two who's the coolest dude the coolest dude hmm are you fishing for uh some compliments here me <laughs> little old me i i shan't dare such a thing <laughs> Um, I, growing up, I would say Chris Farley. That's not Mm. like, uh, I don't know if anyone's on my list now, but Chris Farley, uh, was definitely like my idol growing up. Uh, it's the funniest dude. Absolutely. Like, have you ever read that? Um, I think it's Jay Moore's book, Gasping for Airtime, uh, who was on SNL with him. He he talks about Chris Farley as being a literal like it's like the sun walked into the room like no one could <laughs> ignore him because it, he just brought that energy and that's really to this day like after I read that that's always how I see any of his hmm. sketches like as soon as he walks into the room it's just like whoa <laughs> <laughs> I need to read that it's pretty uh, I mean there's some parts that are right, but it's pretty good pretty good uh not an ad we are not sponsored by big j moore here i need to get that out uh question three steak chicken or fish oh man it used to be steak and then it was chicken and now it's fish whoa running the gamut yeah salmon Mm. number one it's my top my top food i could eat salmon sashimi forever I like food. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> it's a great answer. Question four. Best gift you've ever gotten? A mixtape. Because I used to, that used to be my thing uh, for the ladies. I'd make a nice mixtape and I'd be like, here you go. Uh, and that was kind of the sign of, oh, we're friends, but... I spent time thinking about you and making this mixtape. Uh, and many times throughout the years, uh, I would get a mixtape back and it'd be like, this is garbage. <laughs> 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 um, but then one time, uh, this girl, Leah, uh, made me 
uh, you know, well, it was a mixed CD. I'm not fucking. Oh, wait, are we allowed to curse? Absolutely. Okay. I'm not a motherfucking friggin' boomer over here. Um, and there were so many great tracks and so many like bands that I hadn't heard of that I was like, these are awesome. Uh, and I was like, damn. So, and the reason it's that and not like a Christmas gift is because every like, uh, July, my mom goes, I need your Chrissy list. Oh, (laughs) and I have to write out. Yeah. I have to write out everything I want. Uh, Wow. And that's how it's always been since I was little. So, really, I, see, I know friends that are like that. I could never, I can't wrap my head around that. It feels like it's so. I don't know, man. Surgical, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, but, here's the thing. With sometimes they get things outside the list, and every time it's like, I understand why the list exists. <laughs> <laughs> Understood. Understood. I love them though, mom and dad. I love you, but dad, that vest, that travel vest with the sixty pockets, that was not my thing. That was not my thing. That was more of a you thing. So the next year, I I gifted it to him. <laughs> what is going fly fishing with all those pockets? It, it had a pocket for an iPad. Like what? That's just called a bag. That's like <laughs> it was. It was insane. It was. It was made, I think it was sponsored by Wozniak. There was like a card with Wozniak giving two thumbs up, like in in the pocket when one of the 60 pockets. It was nuts. Wow. Very, very bizarre. Yeah. Well, he we loved might, it though. Well, well, that's all that really counts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we might have gotten an answer, but question five best gift you've ever given? Um, well yeah apart from the vest (laughs) best gift i've ever given uh food i i'm i that's kind of i guess one of my love languages is kind of like doing things for people and uh cooking for people is something i really like Mm. uh i don't know if that's like the best but that's something i've done a lot and that i've put a lot of care into so absolutely yeah i'm looking to the judges they're gonna allow it. So I, I like All right. It. Wait. Are there other people in this call? I can either confirm nor deny who's on this call. What? Okay. <laughs> We're surrounded. Uh, question six. What did you want to do for a living when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I wanted to be an animator, um, like uh, cartoons. And then I learned about anime, and I was like, anime. And then I learned of the like uh, horrible, horrible working conditions that are <laughs> the Japanese anime uh, uh, work life. Um, and yeah, that was it was basically that. Wow. And, well, actually, what happened was I always wanted to be an animator. And then I downloaded illegally Macromedia Flash, as it used to be called before Adobe bought him out. Yeah, and I made. I remember one day I recorded the uh, episode of Fresh Prince where Carlton goes on Soul Train. Are you familiar? <laughs> oh, I'm familiar. Yes, absolutely. And I recorded it on VHS, and I was playing it, and then rewinding it, and then watching it, and I made a stick figure uh, guy 
and I did the whole dance and it took me like four hours and I was like this was a stick figure (laughs) this is nuts and I did yeah I didn't have the wherewithal to to ever do anything of substance that's fair it's a lot of work it is it is a lot of work especially when you look at some of those old cartoons and it's like these are all hand-drawn all yeah well it turns (laughs) out all of almost all of cartoon network and a lot of american shows they just do a storyboard and like the keyframes i think they're called not even all of the keyframes um which is like the specific poses and stuff and then they ship it off a lot of times here to korea and just uh there are studios that specifically uh uh, specialize in in between frames interesting yeah okay. revealing the curtain back i like it uh question seven what's the largest animal you can beat in a fight uh well i have been in a fight with a monkey before <laughs> and i don't know who won okay uh, that's that, that was fight. the follow-up there yeah yeah <laughs> It was a small monkey too. <laughs> the yeah, fact that I, it was that joking. close. No, I'm not I, joking right now. <laughs> I fully so, believe you. Um, I grew up in San Diego, and there were uh, I I wanted to be on stage and be funny, uh, and so my parents signed me up for this thing called Christian Youth Theater, uh, which I learned after about ten years of doing it off and on. I only then realized that you needed to be a good singer and dancer to get any acting roles. Uh, and so I basically was always like a villager and stuff. But one of the dudes from that participated in uh, making the band. Oh. Uh, and he got into O-Town. That's right. That guy with dreads in O-Town singing Liquid Dream. That song about coming in your pants when you're <laughs> sleeping. That's literally what that song is about. Yeah. And it was, they tried to release it as a hit American single. Anyways. Um, That's what people want to listen to on the radio. Like, Yeah, ooh, that guy uh, stuck around. Like, he was dating or married. I don't even remember. Someone who was involved with CYT still. And so they were always around. And instead of having a kid, they bought a monkey. And this monkey, its name was Abby. And it was a beast it was a demon spawn because it was completely untrained and basically the reason monkeys don't make good pets is because they reach like their terrible twos and then they never leave them and they're also very strong and they don't understand why violence is not good (laughs) so uh like there were all these stories of like this monkey there's this one girl that got chased by it and um she was like in the bathroom with the door and it was like reaching through, scratching at her. And like, oh it, and I don't know what kind of monkey it was, but it was the size of the one from friends. It was like that, you know, not gotcha. a, not a chimpanzee, but like Something a little sit on your shoulder kind of. Yeah. 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 And so uh, one of our friends uh, parents owned this racquetball club and we would go there after hours and just hang out Uh you know, just, you know, uh, Christian kids that don't drink or do drugs really have to get creative um, <clears throat> when it comes to what you do. Yeah. And so we were just sitting there hanging out while that married couple was inside one of the racquetball rooms, like playing racquetball or whatever. 
and uh abby the monkey was with us on a leash uh like sitting uh with this one girl and she was like petting and stuff and my friend kept throwing this little dodgeball at me and when it hit my head it would go doom and abby would look at me and hiss and i was like dude stop throwing that ball at me (laughs) abby's abby's gonna attack me and then he kept throwing it and after like the fourth time it hit me and he actually hit me like right in the face and i was like ah and then there was something on top of me and i was like ah and it was abby and she was scratching me and so and i just want to clarify i don't support animal abuse this was completely reactionary self-defense like fight or flight yeah um so I, <laughs> uh, I had the ball in one hand and I, and I pulled Abby off the top of my head with my left hand and I like held her against the wall that I was leaning against and she bit into my hand uh, with her fangs and completely reactionary. <laughs> oh. I pushed her away and then I chucked the dodgeball at her <laughs> <laughs> and I nailed her. And then I got up and ran away and I, I was bleeding because I had two huge fang marks in my palm and scratches all up my arm and on my face. Um, and like, I, I'm a pretty chill guy, but that like sent me over the, I've never really been like that. I ran back over and she was on the leash. She was at the end of her leash jumping up at me. And I was going, I was, st- <laughs> I was standing over the monkey going, fuck you, Abby, you stupid <laughs> fucking monkey. I fucking hate you. <laughs> and then and then because you know we were yelling and stuff that married couple that owns the monkey they look out and you know racquetball clubs have that big window yeah and they just see abby freaking out and me standing over her yelling at her oh. and so they come out and they pick up everything why are you yelling at her i don't understand and meanwhile i'm like bleeding I'm like, your fucking monster attacked me <laughs> um so i just want to clarify once again i've never hit any other animal <laughs> yes it was only that i was being actively clawed and bitten uh and i had a dodgeball and it was you know it was a soft dodgeball yeah she wasn't she she nearly she caught was it totally like, fine. yeah it was fine <laughs> wow yeah I, what was the question <laughs> <laughs> is it have you ever been attacked by a monkey at a racquetball court actually oh, well, yeah uh, actually okay. i'm gonna pass on that one uh, so. that's fair <laughs> okay it was what's the largest animal you can beat up in a fight but i i'm gonna i'm gonna qualify that as uh yeah that that, that counts yeah oh good gravy uh question eight uh who's someone you look up to you know once we kind of had our bout, I really look up to Abby now. Um, just a lot of respect. Yeah. Uh, no, let's see. Someone I look up to. That's kind of a loaded question for me <laughs> because um, I, I've had the experience of kind of having to come to the realization that people you kind of hold up on a pedestal and kind of idolize uh are just people and that sometimes they're actually really shitty people and you don't know it (laughs) um and i've had that experience multiple times in my life uh very in a very personal way um so i actually try not to like hold 
look up to people. I try to, if I sense that, I try to then level my eyes. Um, But someone I have a lot of respect for is that Monkey Abbey. It's really just, yeah. It's all there. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think that is a very, a very healthy way of looking at it. I, I, I love that. And, you know, Abby, come on. Time heals all wounds. You know, you get it. Uh, Question nine. First album you bought with your own money. With my own money? Yes. Big qualifier there. (laughs) My doorbell just rang and there's no one there. What? I have no idea what that was. (laughs) Yeah, maybe... Abby All hears right. you talking bad about yeah. her. <laughs> so, I mean, so I'm traveling indefinitely and I'm renting long-term Airbnbs. And so I'm just in this random apartment in Seoul and they have one of those doorbells where it shows the camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's just this faint silhouette of a figure standing there with glowing eyes. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> just demon eyes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm guessing it was a package. I ordered some yeah. stuff, but uh, what was the question? Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, first album you bought with your own money. Oh, okay. So I didn't even like. I remember there was a specific time. I think it was sophomore year that I went. I've never thought about music <laughs> in high school, and I was like, I need to like get into music (laughs) and so i started um that christmas i just asked for uh because my dad was kind of into classic rock and stuff and so that's where i started so i asked for like best of uh rolling stones best of led zeppelin best of you know uh uh the who and different bands like that uh and then after that I think I remember driving to Best Buy and I think one of the albums, because once again, greatest hits trying to just discover stuff. I think I bought the best of the cure. Oh yeah. But I do have a caveat to that Mm. first album I ever specifically requested uh, when I was in like fifth grade or fifth or sixth grade, I'm not sure. I was at Costco with my mom, and uh, Britney Spears' Hit Me Baby One More Time was there. And I said, Mom, I need this album. Uh, I don't know why, but it's giving me feelings, and I need this album. <laughs> yeah. Pervasive, for yeah. sure. And it was that a, a yay or a nay on getting that album? <laughs> I just remember looking at the album art a lot, Really I don't really remember the songs. Yeah. yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, question 10. What's your go-to karaoke song? Go-to Everyone in these questions brings up a story. We're going to be here for the next six hours. That's the magic of this show. <laughs> um, so my go-to karaoke song is Never Never Gonna Give You Up uh, from Barry White. But... The karaoke, you know how it's like the programs that show everything and they have the same song? Uh, that's like a national company that makes those. Like, hmm. it's all the same. It's all, I think it's all the same data. 
like whether or not they put visuals and stuff to it uh is separate from like the song and where the lyrics show up because that song the lyrics are out of sync with the song and in you'd think because i know the song i can just sing it if i'm listening to it yeah but when the lyrics are appearing you know four counts after when they're supposed to be and the yellow bar is going across them it breaks your brain yeah and the embarrassing thing is that i it took me going to three different places you know it wasn't like over a weekend it was over the course of multiple years um and trying to sing that song multiple times and it turning out that it was the same programming with the same error uh, to realize, okay, well, I guess I can't sing this song. Um, and every time it was in front of a large group of people. <laughs> <laughs> and in your head, you must have been going, well, there's no chance it's happening at a third. Look, like, what are the odds of the yeah. same error? Yeah. Turns out, yeah. <laughs> it's like the visuals are different. There's different graphics and stuff. It must be different. No, nope. yeah. it was not. A good choice, though. Good choice of song. Thank you. Uh, question 11. Last song that you listened to. Last song that I listened to. <laughs> uh, Alcohol Free by Twice. Twice is a uh, K-pop girl group. Oh. And they have a new track that just dropped last week. <laughs> not a bit, not a super big fan of it, but that was the last song that I listened to. Got to check it out. You got to check it out. You should check out some of their other songs. <laughs> uh, 12, what's a band or musical artist you want to hear more from? Here's the thing. Every album, it's to, you don't know if it's going to be good or not. Man. It's the gamble. Yeah. It's the gamble. Uh, I'd say Grizzly Bear. I love Grizzly Bear. Good choice. Yeah. They're pretty consistent, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they, though, I feel like could suffer from going too experimental. Because mm. they're just so innovative and stuff. Yeah. That's kind of the issue that those bands have when they're too good. They get tired of normal music that us normies can, like, enjoy. Yeah. Uh, that's very true. Uh, 13. What's a song that brings the most emotion out of you? Uh, this, although I am no longer religious, there still is a song that even when I listen to it now, it gives me warm fuzzies. It's called, it's from a band called Third Day, okay. which is, that's the day that Jesus rose from his grave as the first documented zombie. Um <laughs> push that stone to the side yeah he just yelled <laughs> yeah, he, he yeeted it out of the way <laughs> um and it's called uh it's called something like i have always loved you or something like that mm. uh yeah it's it's just it's a great song that's the one thing about christian music is that they stick to those basic chords that always make good music yeah uh and so it's all of it sounds, it gives you the same emotions because it's all the same, like, <laughs> chords. That's it. That's like, it's all related. So if you connect with one song, you'll connect with 
a lot of the other songs just uh, uh i don't know the word like yeah systemically telephonically i don't know yeah yeah something like that yeah you don't really see a lot of experimental christian bands just Mm-mm. doesn't really crop up Mm-mm. which again if there's a spot in the marketplace i might have to fill that spot <laughs> um 14 favorite music video favorite music video feel special by twice I'm I'm spotting a trend here. I like okay, okay. Very nice. Uh 15. Got a million dollars, but you have to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? Wait, hold on. I would like to add a second one. Oh, yeah. Uh Sabotage from Beastie Boys as well. Yeah. Spike Jones. Classic. Sorry, okay. Next. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you got a million dollars, but you got to donate it all to charity. What charity is it going to? Uh, I actually have a charity. Uh, it's tax tax free. Uh, no, uh, and I'm the sole employee, and I get paid a hundred percent. Interesting. Um, there's <laughs> what an interesting. There's business. this place called Batworld Sanctuary. Uh, in I think they're in Houston or they're somewhere in Texas where they rescue bats and uh, they have a lot of old bats that they just like feed and keep happy and keep fat. Uh, And I just love that. They post on Instagram bat butt Fridays where they post a picture of a bat butt. Um, Something like that. Yeah. I have to give all 1 million of it to one charity. You have to hand over that comically large check over to one place. I guess then maybe I'd try to find like a larger, like a bat sanctuary network where they could mm. disperse it to more than one sanctuary. Multiple caves throughout the. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> this is a, I like it. I like it. Uh, 16 favorite holiday. <sighs> favorite holiday. Thanksgiving. Specifically for the food. It's got the best food. It's yeah. Like, yeah. In the past like three years. Well, actually, wait. Did it happen this year? I think it did happen. To, no, it didn't happen this year. Oh, that's a bummer. Wait, did it? I don't know. I have fish brain. Um, but uh, the past number of years, at least the past, at least three times, I went over to my buddy's house Um. And it was just a few of us and we would eat, we'd all make food for each other. And then we'd watch um, uh, a movie from this series called 1313. They're all on Amazon. Huh. Uh, and they're, it's not porn because it's on Amazon prime, okay. but it's, I just don't, I don't know how you should just watch one of them. <laughs> the fact that you have to preface it with, it's not porn. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not porn. Okay. And that's all I have to say about it. All right. 13, 30, if you just search 1313 on Amazon Prime. Yeah. There's a plethora. And they're all filmed in the same mansion. Huh. I'm I'm sold. <laughs> I don't need it's, to know. You're not, I don't know how far into one you're going to get. This isn't like a, like, it's so bad it's comical. It's 
it's so bad that it's like you have to be drunk and sitting with other people <laughs> that to could... just be sitting there going what the fuck is going on and then also talking while it's happening because it's not something that you can sit there and just watch this could all be arranged i like the sound of this <laughs> yeah uh what's your go-to drink when you walk into a coffee shop uh wait cup latte Cape latte. That's cape latte ga juice yo. I'm learning I'm learning Korean. That means give me a give me a cafe latte. Interesting. I like it. Good choice and I assume excellent pronunciation. N- no, not at all. But yes. <laughs> uh, da, 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 18. Spell the word gray. Um G R A Y. I think it looks cooler. Team A Y. I like it. 19. What's your prized possession? I actually got rid of most of my possessions. Wow. Um, to move. Uh, but. One thing that I've kept with me for like 12 years, and I don't have it here because I wanted it to be safe. I left it at my parents' house. Is uh, when I was in Malaysia, I went to a butterfly sanctuary and I bought a little frame with four butterflies, you know, pinned how they do with the display. Yeah. Uh, And I love it. And I've, it's the, it's like the only thing that survived, you know, 15 moves i i was for a very long time i was undiagnosed bipolar and so i'd move like at least once a year because i'd be like i don't like this apartment anymore Uh, or i don't like this city anymore um so i did a lot of moving and that is the only thing that has made the that has survived since i was 21 or 22 so like uh 12 11 12 years Wow, that's awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, question 20. Are you competitive? I think it's funny to be competitive uh, when you're competing. So I think a lot of people think that I'm competitive because whenever there's something competitive, I act competitive. Gotcha. But I actually don't care at all about winning. I more just care about instigating drama. <laughs> gotta put on a good show that's what it's about and like if you're just sitting there gaming or like competing and everyone's just like smiling not saying anything it's like where's the fun in that yeah uh 21 do you consider golf a sport have you heard of speed golf (laughs) i have not no i remember seeing i don't remember where it was but it was on tv when i was little Maybe it was a news segment, and they were talking about this niche, niche, Nietzsche. It's Nietzsche mm-hmm. um, group of speed golfers where your time counts towards your score. It's not like just the time. So you hit the ball, and then you sprint <laughs> to where oh, the ball gosh. landed. Um, that I think is a sport. Um, and yeah, I mean, golf is a sport in you know in the sense that it's fucking pointless (laughs) i'm not a fan of sports i think sports 
the enthusiasm people show towards sports baffles me. Yeah. It's tribalism. <laughs> it literally <laughs> which we should have evolved out of already. You would think. And yet <laughs> well, the next couple of these we might burn through quickly then. Uh have you ever played any sports? Yes. Uh I played soccer uh when I was young and I was so good that the coach gave me my own special position that I shared with a morbidly obese kid called red dog where I would chase around the center forward and I would annoy him to throw off his game. Mm. Uh, And only years and years later did I realize how toxic that was and that the coach was a terrible, terrible person. Yeah. That's uh, in hindsight. If I, if you were one of those center forwards that I annoyed because they would get (laughs) so mad and you know, an adult tells you to do it. I'd be like, this is soccer. Like I'm, I'm doing soccer. Yeah. Um, I just feel so bad for those kids now that had to deal with me. Like, whenever they'd kick and miss a shot, I'd be like, "Oh, you missed her! You missed her!" <laughs> oh man, brutal. Yeah. Uh, Twenty-three favorite sport to watch. Uh, esports. I'll watch nice. some speed running. Speed running's a sport. I'll watch that shit. Yeah. <laughs> impressive it, it really really is i mean yeah uh 24 theme parks question mark theme parks like do i like theme parks it is the word theme the word parks add a question mark <laughs> i like thrills so Ooh. i like six flags things like that disneyland not really into it it's not as thrilling i, I feel you i grew up on men in black and trimmers and die hard I never I was never really a Disney kid. Yeah. My dad irresponsibly showed me adult movies way too soon in my life. Yeah. But I thank him for it. Dad, don't regret that decision. You made me who I am. I'm sending him the MP3 of this specifically. Okay. So <laughs> that'll be perfect. Uh 25, dubbed the Ron Bennington after famous radio personality. You're standing in a wrestling ring, and a wave of nine-year-olds, a random mix of boys and girls, are coming down to the ring to fight you. How many nine-year-olds could you beat in this fight? So I've actually been in a fight with about nine nine-year-olds. Oh, no. <laughs> Racquetball. There we were. <laughs> um, my girlfriend in high school was a babysitter, and one time uh, these parents organized like a group outing so we babysat like eight kids or something like that and although you know i wasn't allowed to be on the offense at one point they did all start climbing on me and they took me to the ground because once you have like four kids on each leg yeah it's you're going down like I fought it for a while, but eventually I just ran out of energy and they tackled me. They brought me to the ground. So, you know, if I was on the offense as well and I could actually like kick them and shit. Yeah. I'd probably get through. Think about this. this math. There's a lot. of. I'd probably get through maybe because, you know, they're young. So like one kick to the skull is like, and put them down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
that's a KO in my book. Absolutely. Um, Cause bit, bit, what I imagine happening is I'm kicking them. I'm kicking them. I'm throwing them. One climbs on me. I throw them off, but eventually enough are going to grab onto me and, you know, with their tight, you know, tight little fingers <laughs> And eventually I'm going to get taken out. So I'd say I, I could probably take out like somewhere between 18 to 30. Yeah. You know, because, because once again, one punch, like one kick, I would use only my feet because they're short. It's true. And I just like leg all the way back, leg all the way forward, <laughs> right into the chin. They bite their tongue off. They do a backflip. And they're out for the count. Call that a victory. Yep. I like it. Just imagine, listen to this. In the future, VR is going to get to the point where you can do like, you know, full body stuff like that and actually have like a haptic feedback and everything. Yeah. And this question, because this is a question that a lot of people, you know, it's like, it's one of those hypotheticals. Yeah. That's going to be something that people can actually know. Yeah. Nine-year-old simulator coming now yeah. to... I, I'm not joking. Yeah, like... yeah. It, it is bonkers to think about that we're not that far off, possibly Mm-mm. under 10 years. Like That's a whole philosophical thing of, like, once VR or once, like, just, like, you know, yeah, I guess VR gets to a point where violence is as real as real violence. Like, what's the legality of that? What's the, uh, yeah, the, like... Yeah ethics and morality and stuff weird uncharted waters yeah yeah uh 26 what's a game you know you can win oh man it used to be connect four but Mm. i've got my ass kicked and that a bunch lately uh i don't think there is a game i know i can win interesting so used to be Connect Four though that I, I do used like. to be. Well, I, there was this one time uh, in during that musical theater time where uh, I was pretty young, and there were all these high schoolers that would play me in Connect Four, and I'd always beat them. And it was this running thing during the show that I could not be beaten by anyone in Connect Four, and no one ever did beat me. Wow! And there was one guy, this guy Brylin, who turned out to be a huge creep. Um, I think he hung out with this guy who was a huge creep, and he was a, he was creep. He, I'm sure he was a creep. Okay. Um, was like so mad and like uh, uh, like dedicated to beating me, and he never did. So fuck you, Brylin. <laughs> you fucking pervert. Couldn't connect for <laughs> also the perv stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, 27, what topic can you discuss the most? Futurism. Mm. Like that, like there were, I wanted to just start monologuing about the like cultural implications of VR just then, but I withheld because <laughs> I could go for hours. That's interesting. There's this, there's this book called Nexus. Um, you should check out. I would suggest getting the physical copy because um, it has references and stuff at the end. It's written by this guy who's like an angel investor. And he wrote this book of like the near future. And almost 
everything in the book, all of the technology, it, there are startups uh, actively developing like the genesis of all of those technologies. Um, and there's so many Ooh. things in it where you're like, wow, this is the future. And it's like, no, there's actually a startup that like can do that. Um, so yeah, I'd suggest checking that book out. Cause it's like, it's crazy where we're going to get to in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah, no, for real. It, it is interesting. Cause a lot of people, I think a lot of people think that we've peaked. It's like, Oh, all the iPhones look the same. This is where we just plateau <laughs> out. But it's like, no, there's, there's so mm-hmm. much more. There's so much yeah. more. Uh, 28 favorite place you visited. Uh, I spent a fall and a summer in Uganda, Gulu, wow. Uganda, Northern Uganda. And I loved it there. Everyone was super chill, super nice. Uh, yeah, I loved it there. That's fascinating. Wow. Uh, 29, what's your catchphrase? Uh, it's probably watch this because um, I stream <laughs> and whenever I have the potential to do something real cool, I'll yell out watch this because either I'll do something really cool or I will fail miserably uh, and it just makes for uh Good comedy, in my opinion. Absolutely. And I'm not saying I'm I'm the comedy. I'm saying just the scenario is funny. That I think I it never gets old for me because I find it like you know someone yeah like uh, another thing is uh, similar to that is where someone says wait right before they're like horribly injured <laughs> like if they're about to do something stupid and they're like wait I shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's kind of that. It's that same thing where, yeah. It's just good. So that's my, that's probably what I've said the most is watch this. I like it. I like <laughs> or gotcha, it. bitch is another that, one. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question 30. What's the best costume or cosplay you've ever worn? Uh, last Halloween, um, I did no face. Uh, from Spirited Away. Oh, right, oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yes. but instead of a mask, I just painted my face. Um, and I actually played Dark Souls. I did a what I called a casual speedrun of Dark Souls where I just tried to beat it in one sitting. Um, and it took like 13 hours. Good gosh. Okay. Yeah, and all of that is on YouTube. And you should at least just go see the thumbnail. Because <laughs> it is absurd. Sounds pretty solid. Sounds yeah. pretty good. Well, fun though. fact, it yeah. was actually um, Jung Yun, uh, who is a member of that girl group twice. It was her dressing up as No Face that I did because she dressed up as No Face for this event. And I'd never seen a No Face where they just painted their face instead of wore a mask. And I thought it was so funny and <laughs> weird looking that I was like, that's hilarious. I'm going to do that. Brilliant. Yeah. Question 31. Have you ever had anything named after you? No. Ooh, okay. I mean, I'm John Smith, so there's a John Smith subs. There's a John's grocery store that's basically like discount Vons. Yeah. 
that fella from the the Pocahontas film, all sorts yep. of them. <laughs> Which I'm sure you've never heard any reference the, to. The ever. year that that Disney movie came out was the worst year of my life yeah. in school. Yeah, I yeah. can fully imagine why. Yeah, uh, thirty-two hobby you've dedicated the most time to. Probably drawing or making music. Hmm. I mean, I used to draw all the time. And I used to make music all the time. I've kind of slowed down on those things. I've been trying to get back into it, but yeah. Gotcha, I gotcha. Uh, 33, who's a celebrity you've had a crush on? That's, there are so many. There are so, so many. (laughs) I'd say uh, recently, uh, actually recently, I don't even know. This is a hard one. It's hard. This is like, um, a lot of times when someone asks for like a favorite thing, which I guess is kind of similar, um, I need to like Google it <laughs> to, <laughs> to figure it out. Um, but, you know, uh, Alicia Vikander, uh, I always thought was very, very beautiful. Yeah. And I kind of had a crush on, especially when she was Tomb Raider, you know, badass. Oh, uh, what's her name? Tessa Thompson in Ragnarok. Oh, anytime yeah. it's a woman being like a fucking badass, that's you know that's my thing. Checks the boxes. I like it. Strong woman. <laughs> uh, Thirty-four. Strangest job you've ever had. Uh, I haven't had many weird jobs because I base. Well, I guess. Oh, here you go. I was an assistant editor on a show called End of Life, um, which was a documentary miniseries where they followed terminally ill patients until they died. Wow. Yeah. I was like the 15th assistant editor on the show because everyone, like, they would bring someone in and they'd either day one or like a weekend would be like, fuck this. (laughs) Um, but I have a pretty, um, like, I've always had a kind of a weird relationship or attitude towards mortality. Like, it's like the war on drugs. It's pointless to try to fight it <laughs> or be scared of it. Okay. Because it's, that. like, going to happen to everyone. Yeah. So it's like being afraid to fall asleep. It's like, you're going to fall asleep. You have to fall asleep. Like, why would you be afraid of it? Yeah, yeah. Um. And I understand that it's like a evolutionary thing that like kept us alive and that keeps all animals alive, like the fear of death. And like, you know, if someone were to come at me with a knife, I wouldn't be like, okay, bro, like, stab me. <laughs> um, but just like, you know, the, I don't have like an existential fear of dying. And I, I like connected to that Uganda, going to Uganda thing, it was for a nonprofit that, focused on uh child soldiers oh wow and like i have seen the atrocities of war especially like child war child army war and there are so many terrible ways to die so like being medicated surrounded by your loved ones in a hospital is like one of the best ways you can die so like I was totally chill with working on that show. 
Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was probably the strangest job I've ever had. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was built to work on that show. <laughs> 35 book you'd recommend the world to read haroon and the sea of stories that book is like eating candy word candy um it was uh salman rushdie wrote this book i forget what it was even called um i tried to read it and i was too i think i was too young and i was just like i don't fucking get this. it was an it was, it was an allegory for religion like islam like i i don't actually i'm i'm very ignorant on religion and world politics and stuff like that but basically he had a fatwa declared on him which is like the church is like a death sentence and so he had to flee his country um and i think he settled down in london and for a long time he didn't release anything and then he released harun in the sea of stories which is like a children's book um, about this kid who goes to like uh, this imaginary world of like where all stories are born, or like the ocean is, oh, it's a sea of stories, and like yeah, <laughs> um, and like two of his companions I remember were named If and But, um, <laughs> and I just I only read it once. I should read it again, but I like the whole time reading it. It's written so beautifully. That it's like you're just like nom, nom, nom. like as you're reading it, <laughs> it's so good. Wow! Uh, I actually I'm gonna read that again. Yeah, and that's something that I've always recommended to people because it just blew me away. And what was the name of it one more time? Haroon and the Sea of Stories. H A R O U N. Wow! And the Sea of Stories. That does sound fascinating. Uh, thirty six. A movie that always makes you laugh. Just friends. With Ryan Reynolds, Anna Faris, uh, that one guy. <laughs> you know the one. <laughs> um, it's kind of dated now. It came out in 2005, and there's a lot of, like, uh, you know, uh, like, straight people calling each other gay in it. Um, but uh, that's mostly just his younger brother uh, when they get into fights and stuff. Uh, but it's so funny. I love that movie. Anna Ferris is hilarious. She really is. A gem. Uh, 37. Worst movie you've ever seen. I rented a movie. Uh, so my routine, and I think I told my parents about this. They're probably going to hear this. Uh, but once I started smoking weed when I was like 19, 20, and I still live before I moved out, um, my routine was I would wait until like, cause my parents would go to bed around like nine or 10. Yeah. I'd wait until like 1130. I would drive to blockbuster, which closed at midnight and I'd browse blockbuster and I'd rent a bunch, I'd rent a bunch of movies and then I'd buy in and out, which was literally next door to it. And then I'd drive and I'd park like a couple blocks away and I'd smoke. Uh, and then I'd, you know, go 10 miles per hour <laughs> back to my house. Um, and then I'd, you know, I'd eat in and out and watch movies baked. Um, and one of the movies I rented was a movie called Party Animals with a Z. And it starred, uh, it, it, it was a movie made by um, Latin Americans 
Uh, and it was like one of those house party movies starring all, um, uh, I don't know the, like, it was like cholo culture. I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Like LA, uh, like LA Mexican kind of, uh, like, uh, people. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the other guy that was the lead who I'm pretty sure was supposed to be playing like a high school college student is this guy that you would know he's played a Mexican gangster in every single movie. <laughs> I forget his name, but he's one of those character actors that always gets hired yeah. to play that role. I remember specifically he's in, um, what's that King Kong and got nothing on me. Is that training day? Training day. Yeah. Um, when they drop off Ethan Hawke at that place where uh, Denzel Washington is going to have those dudes kill him, yep. he's one of those guys. Oh, uh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. he's got a shaved head and like a goatee. Um, he plays the other lead role. It's two dudes. One of them is like a kid, like a like a high school college kid, and then him. And I I I could never figure it out, but I think they're supposed to be around the same age. But he <laughs> looks forty. Um, and it's basically, uh, they are mistaken. Uh, they go into like an open house and the, the white realtor guy mistakes them as the painters and he goes, Oh yeah. just like have this whole place painted. Like I'll be back in like, uh, two days, uh, to show the place off. And then he leaves and they're like, Oh shit, this house is going to be empty. It's this big mansion. So they throw a huge party and, I thought it was going to be like, you know, I feel like everyone's worst movie is they rent it going, oh, this is going to be one of those movies that's so bad it's funny. And then it's not. Yeah. Um, there was a don. There was a, they brought a donkey and they made jokes about donkey show. Um, and uh, there was another one where there was this hole in the staircase. And there was a guy under the staircase, like trying to see up girl skirts and a pregnant woman, her water broke and it fell onto him into his eyes. And so those are the two things I remember <laughs> from the movie. Um, Classic party antics. Yeah, it was it was not a pleasant experience. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 38. Uh, who's your favorite actor or actress? I love me a Paul Rudd. I love me Ryan Reynolds. I like the funny, just the quick-witted guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, and then also, I don't remember her name. She played the antagonist in WandaVision. Um, uh, she was also the Catherine wife. Hawk? Yes, yeah. I think. She, anything she's in, I love it. When she was in Step Brothers, yep, yep, that was my cool. first time seeing her, and I was like, who is this woman? She's my queen. <laughs> so she actually goes back to the crush question, the celebrity crush. Oh. Her. Definitely her. Quick asterisk on old Catherine Hahn there. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, 39. How cool was it in Jurassic Park when the Raptors were running through the kitchen? Very cool. I remember I saw it in theaters and I was scared, but then I watched it on VHS at my grandma's house. And I was like jumping up and down on the couch. <laughs> I was so excited. It's such a cool scene. Yeah. 
And I remember thinking, because it was only like a year later, I remember thinking, why was I scared? Like, this is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, question 40. First show as a kid you got really into? Pete and Pete. Uh, we didn't have TV until like, I think, first grade. Uh, my parents got like basic cable. Uh, or I guess that's not basic cable because Nickelodeon was... I don't know what basic cable is. We got enough cable to where we got Disney Channel, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon. There you go. And uh, yeah, Pete and Pete was so weird and funny, and I loved it. And of course, The Simpsons. Oh yeah, that that classic era Simpsons. Uh, Forty-one. Who should play you in a movie of your life? Oh God. Um, early Chris Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I always get compared to. They're like, you remind me of Chris Pratt, but like before he lost all the weight. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> what an underhanded compliment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 42. Who's the biggest celebrity you've ever met in person? That's an interesting question because, and I'm not trying to sound like a fucking hipster or whatever, but that has never really like, been a thing that like i've never like i'm not interested in meeting my heroes and like if i ever run into celebrities and stuff i'm not like oh my god (laughs) um but met in person um well once i rode in an elevator with chris brown and uh i i already knew how shitty of a person he was uh so i was just like oh fuck um and there was no interaction (laughs) um but one time we were at the Arclight, I was, me and my family were visiting my brother in LA and I think it was like season one or two of community and Gillian Jacobs, is it Jillian or Gillian? I don't know. I think it was behind Gillian. me in line yeah. for coffee. Yeah. And so I turned around and I was like, Oh, you're in community. Aren't you? And she's like, I am. And I was like, I just want you to know, I really love that show. And I think you're very funny in it. She went, thank you. And then I turned back around and my dad saw me do that and he turned around and he went oh you're in television she's like yeah and he went my son works in television he's a producer for the vanderpump rules uh she's like oh really and then for the next like five minutes he proceeded to tell her about my brother and she was just standing there going uh-huh uh-huh and i was going dad, dad stop. um so that's yeah that's that Wow. Yeah. Started off as such a perfect celebrity encounter. Yeah. It's then... like, hey, I like the work you do. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> and go about your day, please. Uh, 43. TV show or podcast that you love, but you don't think anyone else knows about. There is this TV show on Comedy Central that was uh, came out before its time. So much so that no one understood it and it got canceled. It was called Dog Bites Man. And it starred... Um, shit, what's his name? Uh, well, Zach uh, he's one of the founders, right? Was, yeah, was Zach Galifianakis, um, Andrea Savage, 80 Miles, and the one of the founders, I can never remember his name. The UCB One guy. of the founders of Upright Citizens Brigade. I yeah. think it's Matt something. Um, he play, He's the redheaded guy in Veep. Um, it's the four of them, and uh, they play a, like a small local news station 
and what it was was all this stuff where it was just them was all scripted. Uh, but they would go out and they would basically do Nathan for you style stuff where they would go out into the real world and they just fuck with people under the guise of they're doing a news report. Um, so like they went to uh, like they go to a gym and uh, the Matt guy uh, is he's like the the main news anchor and he's like uh, you know kind of jealous envious of these muscle dudes so he's like talking them down and kind of being very combative with them um, and they go to a school and they just like mess with all these college students uh, they went to this thing called Spirit West Coast which is a Christian music festival which I've actually been to um, and just all like so basically they shoot all that stuff and then they weave it together into a narrative mm. with the like scripted scenes. Um, they might not even be scripted. They it's probably like just have an outline or whatever. Um, that show is so funny. Um, I remember the college sequence and the spirit, excuse me, the spirit West coast sequence are two of the funniest things that I'd ever seen. Um, but yeah, it, it only had like eight or nine episodes and then got canceled. And then it was up on Netflix for a short period of time. And that's where I saw it. And I remember being like, oh, yeah, like I remember this show. I didn't watch it when it was out, uh, but I'll check it out. And it was so funny. Wow. Uh, and like, I don't even know if it's available to stream anywhere currently. It might, it's probably on ComedyCentral.com. Yeah. These days. Yeah. There, there's you a need lot like of- a cable subscription to log in and watch it. I totally remember that show being on and absolutely being one of those people going, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But I probably wouldn't have got it at the time either. Yeah. I just, I never watched it though. Uh, 44 favorite comedian. Chris Farley. Bingo. Bango. <laughs> 45 best Saturday night live cast member. <laughs> I wonder it's it's Chris Farley, hundred percent. Yeah. Chris Farley, Will Ferrell, uh, uh, Phil Hartman, yeah, and Tim Meadows. Tim Meadows, that's a great one. Sorry, women of comedy. <laughs> Step aside, Tim oh, Meadows, so Gilda Radner. <laughs> Sorry, I got to throw that one out there. There you go. We dodged a bullet. <laughs> Uh, 46. What's the nerdiest thing you've ever done? Oh, um, there's too many to <laughs> choose from. Um, basically my, my whole life is being a nerd. I mean, currently I built a, I built a tiny computer. It's called a mini ITX. Uh, it uses a mini ITX motherboard, which basically it's a fully fleshed computer with you know, a, a legit graphics card and CPU and everything, but it smits and fits into a small little box that I then fit into this carry on Pelican case that I now travel the world with. And that might be the nerdiest thing. <laughs> yeah, it certainly qualifies. Yeah. Though it sounds very handy, honestly. Uh, 47, least favorite state. Utah. Hmm. Um, nothing against the people there, uh, but I've enjoyed most states I've been to. Um, but, uh, we, there was this road trip we went on and when we got there, we went into a diner for breakfast and this girl 
Lisa Dugan, who's like the sweetest woman of all time, um, and like super Christian, uh, was wearing these like shorts. Uh, and as we walked in, this old dude was like, he like, I don't remember what he said, but he was like, it was basically called her a whore, uh, for the, how short her shorts were. Um, and basically he was saying, it was like, I don't like that. You're giving me a boner. Like that's, <laughs> I mean, when, when dudes get mad at women for how they dress, they're like, you're making, you're giving me sinful thoughts. Like, that's what that means. Yeah. Um, and I just remember being like, fuck that guy and fuck this place. Um, and she was so heartbroken. She's Ooh. so, she's like the nicest. She would just like, we'd go out as a group and she'd just like peel off and go hang out with homeless people. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, Utah. I, I, just I the biggest it. heart. Yeah. And so fuck you, Utah. <laughs> uh, 48. Best thing you've ever won. Glory. <laughs> Um, one time I was at the rent. I've only ever been to the rent fair once, sadly. Um, and I was pretty drunk and, uh, I was walking around and I started hearing this terrible, like cacophonous noise. I was like, what is that? I started following it and it was a goddamn jester sitting on a dunk tank, um, going, like, you never dropped me. And I was just like, fuck this person. <laughs> I'm going to dunk him. Um, I, I went up and I went, how much? And he went, a uh, dollar for 10 balls. And I went, I only need three. Oh. And then I dunked her on the third ball. And I, and like, I didn't even see her reaction. I just, I hit it and it splashed. And I just turned around and walked away. <laughs> <laughs> While unsheathing a sword in your way, yeah. just like. And I, I just remember thinking, like, I can never come back to the rent fair because, like, this is the best experience. I also, like, they had spear throwing, and I was the only person that I just walked up, and I threw a spear, and it, like, stabbed into the hay. And w- w- the attendee was like, you're the only guy today that's been able to do that. And I was like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I was in a weird mood. This super <laughs> cool dude at the rent fair. <laughs> I was in a weird mood that day. <laughs> I'm not normally that pompous. Um, I think it was the, I was role-playing a fucking asshole. There you go. <laughs> I've been to a Ren fair. I get how it's supposed yeah. to go. I was also really mad at all the steampunk people that were there. And was like, this isn't for you. This is, yeah. Wait for Comic-Con. This is a Ren yeah. fair. <laughs> yeah. I agree with you. I, I actually had a very similar uh, situation at a Ren fair with those like, uh you know swing a giant hammer and hit the thing at the top mm-hmm. and the the you know the the carnival barker or whoever it is is like look at all these weaklings in the crowd couldn't <laughs> dare and it's like i stepped up and you know got the crowd behind me and started doing like the wrestling like come on people i can only do it with your strength and they were cheering <laughs> and on the third one i got it and then the place went crazy nice oh, that's cool. awesome yeah <laughs> uh 49 is there anything you've collected or had a collection of one christmas my grandma bought me this board that had all the holes for all the state coins it was like a map of the united states uh and so i started collecting those coins 
And then I think when I was like 24, I popped all the coins out and I used them to buy cigarettes. <laughs> Circle of life. Circle of life, yep. baby. Uh, 50. Question 50. Dubbed the Ryan Davis. You're in a fight to the death with another person equal to your size. You're offered either an aluminum baseball bat or a six-inch non-serrated knife, knowing the weapon you don't choose goes to your opponent. Which do you choose? Knife Knife. or bat? Knife. That is correct. If you're ever in an altercation with someone with a blunt weapon, just close the distance. If you're hugging that person, once you're inside their swing, their blunt object becomes useless. So... You know, if like think about if you're face to face, you know, touching noses with someone, how are they going to hit you with a fucking bat? Yeah, firmly agree. Also, like even knife experts that like do knife fights or whatever, they they say the there's no defense against a knife. <laughs> like the only thing you can do is run away. Like if you're in a knife fight with someone, both y'all are getting fucked. absolute words of wisdom and we have plenty more questions with the immaculate john smith right after we send a shout out to the wonderful people who do the music for this air pod like the song you're hearing right now from the mini vandals or the song that's going to play coming back from break from dj williams the opener from diala or the closing of course from single friend and all of you friends out there listening to the show, if you want to rate me five stars, hey, that'd be great. If you want to check out the merch store, tiny.cc slash 99q, hey, that'd be great. If you want to use a certain promo code that might come up in just a second, that'd be awesome too. But uh, let's not keep John waiting anymore. He's a very busy man. More questions. So, John. Yeah. Uh, I know you have. Uh, I know. I am I, I am under the understanding uh, that at least recently you have made uh, a, a big decision to, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but travel the world. You mentioned it briefly before, uh, which I think is just such a cool concept and something that I think more people should do, honestly just to get a, a better understanding of the world around them. Uh, but what what spurred that in you? What made you go, this is what I want to do now, take these extended uh, stays in different countries across the world? What, what, what sparked that in you? Because I, I love that idea. Um, one, like you said, it, uh, you know, it's, it's proven fact that the more places you go, the more cultures you experience, the more open-minded you are. Yeah. Um, and so that was something that I wanted, uh, supposedly all the people that are bigots in the world have never like left their hometown. Um, and they have no like objective view on the world. Yeah. Um, 
so there's that. And then also it's something I've always wanted to do. Um, and when I was like 20, my friend and I were just messing around little idealistic kids thinking of, uh, like startups or like trying to be entrepreneurs. Yeah. And one of the things was, Oh, if we, if your job is entirely online, you can live anywhere. Um, and then last year I, uh, I started going to therapy. turns out I'm bipolar, started taking medication, um, because therapy wasn't enough it's not like you need to take medication. Uh, you can, some people can just do therapy and it's fine. Um, and then I kind of was finally able to like plan stuff and like stick to my guns on it. Whereas previously I'd have these grand machinations and then never, not even be able to finish step one. Um, cause I was just all over the place all the time. Uh, and once I realized that after about six months of stability, I was like, I think I'm good. And I want to start like doing the things that I've always wanted to do. And so, uh, traveling, traveling the world was one of those things. And it was like, I am in the very fortunate privileged position that I can actually do that. So, yeah, that's incredible. And uh, and truly, it's an envious situation that you're in. I know for a lot of people, so keep on, keep on, keep it on. Yeah. <laughs> the other thing is, who knows how long this streaming career is going to last? So I might as well make the most of it while I can. Exactly. Make hay while the sun shines. I think is a phrase. Yes. If not, I'm going to put it on a t-shirt because I invented it. Uh, but we got so many more questions here. We got to roll back. Let's in. do it. Uh, 51. What's your phone wallpaper right now? What? <laughs> what? What is oh, your phone? What's your phone? phone. I thought you said foam. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what My kind phone of insulation wallpaper? is that? Let here? me look. Let me go grab it. I don't even know. Okay, cool. It is uh, space. <laughs> nice <laughs> but on my korean phone it's a picture of kirby in a sun chair drinking uh like a like a mojito or something yeah that sounds balling yeah <laughs> uh 52 what's the last thing you googled let's find out google question that's still somehow not sponsored by google I don't I don't know how to check my search history. <laughs> uh that's an excellent point. Uh I don't know either. So we're gonna move right along. Uh 53. You have to name your next pet without seeing them. What do you name them? Chunk. I like it. I like it. 54. What professional wrestler would you compare yourself to? The the guy that was the assistant or whatever to the Undertaker, oh, Paul Bearer. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it is just that weird but, looking dude. Oh yeah, I don't know anything about wrestling. I just remember when I was little seeing that guy and being like, "What is his job? Like, <laughs> what is he doing?" <laughs> just you know, vibe check. He just walks out just with him. It's good yeah, day. but I, I'd be the guy who doesn't wrestle. Is basically what I'm saying. Gotcha. Uh, 55. What's your comfort food on a bad day? 
Comfort food on a bad day. Anything with peanut butter. Ooh. Nice. Peanut butter banana. Mm, Elvis style. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 56 favorite smell. Favorite smell. Uh, orange citrus. Mm. Uh, 57 best candy. Oh, baby. Um, there are so many good ones, but one I always kind of seek out is an almond joy. Nice. Although I guess actually is mounds an almond joy without the almond mound. Yes, that is exactly right. Mounds. Well, is mounds. Al- okay. <laughs> I never see mounds. I only ever see almond joys, but it's mounds. I don't care about the almonds. I, I just like the coconut. You just kind of flick the almond off of there, but yeah, mounds is the one. That's yeah. yeah. It's that. Never mind. <laughs> Flicking the almond. <laughs> That's a quick uh, euphemism that I'm trying to yep. get, trying to you know get viral. It's a whole thing. Uh, Fifty eight worst candy. Worst candy Twizzlers. Oh, yeah. That this question is I think ninety percent answered with just licorice of any sort. It's just well, I can fuck with red vines, oh. but Twizzlers has a different consistency and a different flavor. Totally. And, you know, if there's candy there, I'll be like, yeah, I'll eat this candy. And then it's the only candy that I'll like spit out. <laughs> cause it's happened multiple times over the years, you know, cause tastes change. Yeah, totally. So every few years I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll try Twizzlers. Fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> Not something I can uh, flick an almond to. Absolutely. Uh, 50. <laughs> 59 what's a restaurant you would recommend uh there is a place in san diego called miguel's it's a mexican restaurant and they have a white queso sauce that they bring out with their chips you will be full by the time your meal comes because that queso is so fucking good yeah you know a good like a mexican spanish tex-mex whatever it is when the chips and salsa and cheese are mm-hmm. as good as anything else on the menu, like, yeah, you found it. You found yeah. the place. Also, that might be a San Diego recommendation because it, or is cheese like a pretty standard thing that comes with like because in San Diego, it's usually just chips and salsa. That's like one of the few places that ha- that brings cheese with the chips. I can only speak for the East Coast because I am the East Coast representative, uh, but uh, it's normally just chips and salsa. Okay, yeah. You're lucky. I think that's a, a couple... Tex-Mix thing. Yeah. Queso. Yeah, for sure. You, you might get a couple avocado slices, but that's uh, about as wild as what? Get. Oh, yeah. Avocado. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 60. What's a food you've never eaten? I wish I could say octopus. I love octopus. I love a good octopus. Octopuses. No, I love octopuses. And I didn't want to eat one. And then I accidentally ate one during quarantine. How does that accidentally happen? <laughs> it's, it, it's fairly distinct. It was during quarantine. So I stayed in Korean government mandated quarantine where every day they brought you breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Really? And there was a meal where I, uh, you know, was just eating it. And I took like a big bite. And I ate the thing and went, oh, this tastes kind of weird, but I like it. It's okay. Uh, and like, as I was swallowing, I looked down 
and I realized under like the curry and vegetables and stuff, there were a bunch of little tiny octopuses, like their whole legs and everything. Like they, I don't know if they're babies or if it's just a tiny breed of octopus. Yeah. But it's like they're, they, it was just these little, like the size of like, uh, size of what? Like the size of a tangerine, I'd say, or a little bit smaller, like a small little cutie. Uh, and I realized that I had eaten one. I was like, fuck. Yeah. I'd always been against, uh, I'd always been against that. Yeah. I'll eat squid, but octopuses are just so fucking smart, man. That is true. They, they're, they're on their game. I won't eat an octopus. I won't eat a dolphin. I won't eat an elephant. And I won't eat a raven. <laughs> I, you know what? You got to put your foot down on some stuff. And if those are the four, I, I I fully respect it. I like it. Uh, we might have just gotten the answer. Sixty-one strangest food that you have eaten. Um, you know it's not strange, but for me it was the strangest thing at the time. Uh, menudo, which is uh sheep intestine, I think, or pig's intestine, uh, in a soup. I was at my friend's house uh, and I was eating it and, he, and I was like, what is it? And he's like, you don't want to know. Just eat it. It's good. And I was like, okay. So I ate it. I was in high school. Uh, and then as I was finishing, he was like, it's like intestines. It's like, oh, really? But like, that's, you know, that's a pretty standard thing, uh, you know, outside of America. Yeah. So, but at the time it was the weirdest thing. And I was surprised when he told me. Gotcha. Uh, 62. What's a typical day off? Well, hold on. The daily uh, COVID. Oh. Uh, I don't know how to turn it off, but every day the uh, Republic of Korea sends out like a COVID stats, but it comes as one of those like missing child alerts on your phone where it's like a crazy alarm. Um. Korea Anyways, sounds on top of it. They're delivering yeah. lunch. They are and- on top of it. It's yeah. crazy. Um, sorry, what was the question again? Uh, it is typical day off. Typical day off. Lay around. Uh, spend way too much time in bed on my phone. Um, play some video games. Don't go outside. Usually on my day off, I don't go outside. I've been trying to be better about that. Mm. Uh, you know, especially <laughs> traveling, <laughs> like, yeah. So now it's uh, look up a place and go to it. I did that last weekend. It was cool. I forgot sunscreen though, and I got burnt. You gotta be careful. You got especially in the well. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say especially in the summer. Then I had to think about myself and like, is it summer in other places of the world <laughs> <laughs> on this northern hemisphere? Yep. Uh, 63 bucket list item that you accomplished. I only ever have retroactive bucket list items. Well, I'll do them and I'll go. I'm going to add that and check that off of my bucket list right now. Yeah. Um, I can only tell you that there's two things on my bucket list that I have not accomplished yet, which is get stabbed and survive a stabbing. Um, so those are the those are two things that I've yet to accomplish. Wow. 
Yeah. Well, that leads perfectly into the next question. Bucket list item you probably won't accomplish. <laughs> that uh, there's another bucket list item, which is become a billionaire and fund uh, an animal research center where I take creatures like like octopuses, um, breed them, test put put that generation through a bunch of tests, and whichever one is the smartest one, pair them up and breed them, uh, and just keep breeding the smartest animals from a test group, and try to expedite the. Uh, uh, evolutionary <laughs> the mental capacity of uh non human creatures yeah oh, that'd be so cool if in like a hundred years we could just have like just a... smart ass octopuses yeah that's the name of the institute smart ass <laughs> octopuses <laughs> oh it's brilliant uh 65 uh dubbed my previous guests the realist question of the bunch name of a friend you don't keep in contact with but regret it alex dodge he's a super smart guy from high school really cool really smart huge fucking nerd i wish i had stayed in contact with him gotcha uh 66 what's a game that makes you feel nostalgic uh link to the past uh super mario 64 ocarina of time that was like you know my introduction uh to games yeah classics all of them uh 67 what game have you spent the most time playing (sighs) probably oblivion oh or fallout 3 or fallout new vegas it was before Steam, uh, or before I had them on Steam, I pirated them. Because nice. <laughs> I was in high, I was a poor high school student. Oh yeah, without a job or an allowance. Um, but I sunk hundreds and hundreds of hours of, into those games over the course of years, like all of high school and college. Wow. So, but on my Steam account, I think it's Dark Souls at this point because I've. That's, I stream that a lot, and I just keep playing it over and over. So the original, right? Dark Souls one. Yeah, yeah. Dark Souls one. Yeah. Uh, sixty somewhere. Uh, sixty-eight. What's something you built with your own hands? Uh, I got into woodworking for a while. Oh. Uh, and when I started i back when i was in my early 20s i started this production studio uh with a few friends called sprinkle lab it's actually still going sprinklelab.com um they mostly do commercials and stuff now but uh i built uh all of our i built three tables for us a big one a medium one and a small one um and we had them in our apartment uh, and we used one as a conference table, one as as me and the other editor's desk. We sat on either end of it. And the small one for our business buddy, Cameron. He was the business guy. Wow. Yeah. That is tremendous. Yeah. Uh, 69. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh it really shouldn't be a question there. It should just get a response. Uh, 69, best pickup line. 
Oh God, I don't know, man. I'm so bad at like I'm actually uh, tomorrow. I'm meeting with a therapist to ask why I've been single for 13 years. Oh, it's <laughs> a good question. Um, yeah, so I don't know. What are some of the answers you've gotten? <laughs> Maybe you can give me some tips. Uh, uh, the the classic is like how heavy is a polar bear heavy enough to break the ice and then they get like sidle up and you know get maced or whatever no the the question always turns around into like turns out there's not one (laughs) like it's It's just confidence it's it's confidence and conversation like that's really yeah uh (laughs) but you can get some good cheesy ones out of there uh 70 have you ever had any good nicknames? Uh, my pastor growing up always called me Johnny Son. And, and my dad, Tommy Son. Uh, and it's always stuck with me. Hmm. I don't know if it's cultural appropriation, <laughs> but I liked it. Yeah, I mean, a little, but yeah. as much as you know, several other things are. Uh, 71. Do you believe in love at first sight? No. I believe in lust at first sight. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's probably more believable. Yeah. Uh, 72. What's a big turnoff of yours? Um, Being rude to waiters. Yeah. Or just rude to any sort of staff. From someone who worked at a bar for five years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You see it right away. Uh, 73, do you consider yourself an artist? Yes. Um, I think art is anything that, uh, like, uh, garners an emotion from people. Uh, and even something as subtle as just going, Hey, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Being in uh, comedy and trying to make people laugh. I think that's art. I fully agree with you. People have too strict of, yeah, like art is just anything made by a human. Even our conversation here, we are, we are creating. <laughs> it's true. I, I honestly, completely not ironically, I, I, I fully believe in that line of thinking. I, I always, I've said it on previous episodes. I think, Art is a is a category, just like food is a category. You cannot mm-hmm. like a tuna sandwich, but you can't say it's not food. You know, yeah. you can you can look at something and say, "I don't that 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 that's art." That conversation they're having, it's like, <laughs> no, it it is. It just it is. It's a creation. Uh, well, speaking of that uh, point, uh, one time I was in uh, San Francisco at this like. Uh, this big kind of artists uh, market that they have like every first uh, Sunday of the month or something. And I was walking around and from across the uh, like aisle or whatever, I see this, it's on a big, it's just like a piece of uh, what's that wood that it's a bunch of flat pieces of wood all glued together. Um, it's whatever that is. Okay. And um, on it in cut out of, like weirdly colored carpet said this is not not art (laughs) and i remember looking at going you know technically that's true but i hate this (laughs) (laughs) 
And then I walked over and it was someone I knew it was their ex-girlfriend had made it. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah. And so I like covered my eyes and walked away. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Uh, where, da, 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 da. Oh, 74. What's something you tried to cook and failed? Uh, one time me and my friend Aaron uh, tried to make like treats. Uh, and I remember we like browned sugar and we threw a bunch of nuts in and then we put it all in a tray. Uh, and then we put that in the fridge. And then when we took it out of the fridge, it was like the hardness of obsidian <laughs> and we could not get it out of the tray. Wow. Yeah. I'd say that qualifies as failed. I would look to the judges, but I don't, you don't want to know what they're up to. Uh, 75 dubbed the Ben Hansen after the first guest of this year's show. What's the greatest piece of art ever made? Oh God. The, um, the most hyperbolic question of all time. Uh, Waterloo sunset. Ooh. I don't fucking know. <laughs> that's, that's as good as any. I say it qualifies. Uh, 76. Have you ever had something happen to you that you would consider paranormal? I wish, dude. I wish. Uh, I guess one thing. Uh, so it's a whole long story in and of itself, but I knew this family that had all these paranormal experiences. And um, I always just assume, I think a lot of us always just assume that it was kind of just like a kind of inside joke that this family had with people. Mm. And then years later, after not, you know, keeping up with them, it turned out that they thought that there was a curse on their family and they stopped telling all of those stories. So then it was like, Oh shit were they being genuine about all those stories? And there were so many that it was like, they just had so many stories. Wow. Um, and there was one, this was also during the musical theater group. There was one time we all went over to their house before like opening night or something. And we all stayed the night. And at one point, uh, like things started calming down and she started telling these stories um, telling a lot of these, you know, spooky stories of things that they'd gone through. Yeah. Um, and, but like half the, there was like 30 of us and like half the people were still upstairs just hanging out, but slowly over the course of like her telling these stories over the course of an hour, everyone started coming down. Uh, and we were all just kind of silently in awe, like listening to her. And at the end she finished her stories and we were all just kind of sitting there, uh, in silence and you know the whole time we'd been hearing people kind of walking around upstairs like bumping around um and we were all sitting there and i was hearing that again i was hearing boom 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 um but then i looked around and i was like there's a lot of people down here and um i went hey is there anyone still upstairs uh and this guy was like me and Courtney were the last ones to come down. We came down like 10 minutes ago and everyone kind of looked at each other. And then we heard boom, boom. And everyone in the whole house just started screaming and running around. But me, I immediately jumped up and I sprinted up the stairs and I was looking in every room 
And then I go into the bathroom and I swing the door open. And in red, drippy letters, it says, I love my girls. And I went, oh, and I stepped back and I like fell over. Uh, and then the mom came up and she was like, oh, we're repainting the bathroom red. I, I painted that there. And I was like, oh, okay. But there was nobody upstairs. There was no one upstairs. Huh. And we have no idea where those sounds came from. Everyone was in that room listening uh, to that lady tell her stories. So that's, that's pretty bonkers. I, yeah. And it wasn't those, it wasn't that house noise where you just hear like a crack or whatever of like the like house the kind of or whatever inflating. Yeah. Or deflating from the temperatures. It was like the sound of someone walking around or like bumping around. Yeah. So Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love paranormal stuff, though. I wish more weird shit if I could experience more weird shit. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That, that, this is- I'm not afraid of it. I just, like, I love it. Yeah. I don't think a fucking ghost is going to, like, slit your throat or whatever. <laughs> no, but I want, I want to have that experience. I think that's the cool yeah. part about it. Oh, man. Yeah, I love those stories. Uh, 77, would you ever use a Ouija board? No, because I know the science behind it. It's collective. Uh, it's like everyone. It's like a psychological thing. Everyone kind of slowly pushes it. Uh, without it's the subconscious. Yeah. Anyways, next question. <laughs> uh, 78. Simply. Why? Why not? Boom. Boom. Uh, 79, if given the chance, when would you time travel to? Oh, man, a lot of places. One, I would not kill Hitler because, uh, you know, most likely someone even worse. Well, not most likely, but there is, you know, it just makes an unknown of even someone worse who's a better military technician, tactician could have come along. Yeah. And, you know. We wouldn't have this, uh, you know, arguably free world that we live in now. True. Um, True. So, yeah, you don't want to fuck with big events like that. I would just want to go and observe. Um, And uh, what would I want to know that's kind of unknown? Um, I guess JFK uh, Mm. or... Um, just hang out in the I'd grassy like to, knoll and just be like, "Yeah, anybody else? <laughs> yeah. No." <laughs> I'd like to see. Um, I used to have an answer to this, like a specific answer. Um, I can't remember what it is though. I'd like to go back and see, like, you know, like like pre-colonial America uh, and mm. things like that, like because even what was it like 600 years ago or no, 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 it wasn't. No, no, it was, it was way for It was like, but right before it was like 60,000 years ago, there were like giant sloths and shit. Like, yeah, all these, there were so many, a lot bigger animals that humans just eradicated. So that's the kind of thing I'd like to see is like the crazy uh, animals that used to exist. That would be really sick. Yeah. Uh, 80. Have you ever made a sudden dramatic change to your lifestyle and stuck to it? Uh, As I mentioned previously, I'm bipolar. um, And so I've made many drastic changes. Um, Lifestyle wise, though, 
Uh, not really. <laughs> I've pretty much been me my whole <laughs> life. There's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Uh, 81. What game show, past or present, would you love to be a contestant on? Game show. Amazing Race. Ooh, that would be fun. Uh, 82. What's a quote that you love? Uh, Richard Feynman stands at the sea, wonders at wondering. I, a universe of atoms, an atom in the universe. Wow. Powerful. Uh, 83. Just as uh, meaningful a question. What's the best shirt that you own? Uh, I think I'm wearing it right now. Piku Niku. Yeah. It's a Piku Niku shirt from Fan Gamer. It's a great game. Great little indie game. Uh, yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, 84. Would you change your middle name? No. Because it's useless i don't use it ever i only ever have to write it like on my passport or whatever um but also it adds to the uh like unique uh ordinariness (laughs) of my name because my name is jonathan smith but john smith and my middle name is michael (laughs) which is also one of the most common middle names uh, so my name is so generic that it's actually unique. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Uh, 85. What's a good impression you can do? None. I am so bad at all impressions. Cause they do. They, they, they must take time to like develop. And I've never sat there going, Oh, go home for me. <laughs> <laughs> like trying it out but i do remember uh i watched i think it was uh vertigo or something and jimmy stewart just kept going oh marjorie marjorie and i remember i haven't watched that movie for probably 14 15 years but i remember for a while i would just go oh marjorie marjorie and i'm sure that's not how he sounds but i remember back then i thought it was funny and i thought i was doing it semi-accurately but no i like that's the one thing impressions are not something that I can do or or, I mean I'm sure I could do them if I try but it's not something that I've ever attempted to develop I gotcha other than that dead on Jimmy Stewart which is oh thank you I thought he was in the room (laughs) uh 86 is there a tattoo you wanted to get but are glad you didn't get uh so I don't have any tattoos because I've never enjoyed something for long enough to like want to keep it in my life forever yeah um so no that there's not that's no i haven't okay i like it 87 how would you describe your 16 year old self bright-eyed and (laughs) bushy-tailed that was right before i learned some very harsh realities about the world um referencing back the people you idolize turn out to be super shitty shitty people um so that was right before that uh so the world was just a beautiful place for me at that time 
also kind of an asshole and i didn't realize it like really like uh careless about other people's feelings sometimes yeah yeah i think uh i think it's very important to look back and see that trait in yourself it means that yeah. you've improved if you yeah. don't see that maybe you know yeah they say that if you ever look back at something you did and you cringe at it that means that you've grown but that still doesn't help <laughs> yeah, it's, that's it, fair. it doesn't help the cringing yeah yeah very true uh 88 what's the worst injury you've ever had kidney stone i guess could you could that be considered an injury um sounds rough yeah Yeah. it was rough and especially because the first time i went there i got like one of the interns and he gave me the complete opposite advice that you're supposed to do which was um he when you have a kidney stone you're supposed to move around and stay active so that it moves through you because that's all you can do is you can get it to move through you yeah um and he told me to lay down and be as inactive as I could. And he also gave me uh, painkillers, like opiates, or like Percocet or whatever that is. And he's like, just take this whenever you're feeling pain. Um, and those basically, like, relax your muscles to the point where you move even less. And so I was doing that to the point where it felt like it had gone away. Um, like I wasn't having any pain anymore. So I got up and I went to this friend's birthday party at a restaurant and then I just started sweating again. And I was like, Oh God. And then I had to go back to the ER and, uh, and they're like, Oh yeah, all of that advice was wrong. <laughs> no. Yeah. Uh, we also, when I was there, one of the nurses came in and said, you know, I've had kidney stones and I've had kids and I'd rather have another kid than have another kidney stone. And I just remember thinking, like, why would you tell me that? <laughs> like, <laughs> that is not a comforting thing to say. Yeah. Wow. That's that. Well, that's another thing is if you're ever in pain, uh, don't try to think of, don't try to rationalize it by being like, oh, this other thing would be much worse because then it, your brain just makes it worse. Like, I remember I got burns on my hand one time um, from trying to make my own firework, uh, trying to make my own smoke, smoke bomb, but I forgot to put in the retardant, so I just made a firework, um, and I burned my hands up. <laughs> so that might actually be, that, <laughs> that's an actual injury, uh, but then I remember I was laying there, um, and I just watched Dune, and there's that one scene where the mental the lady is giving him the mental pain where his hand is like you know melting off or whatever yeah and we're going that's much worse than what i'm going oh, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah don't think about don't try to rationalize your pain and be like oh this isn't that bad this other thing is much worse don't ever do that if you're in pain <laughs> the more you know <laughs> yeah uh 89 What's a habit of yours you want to break? Uh, laying around in bed too much. Mm, I hear you. Uh, 90, home stretch time. Have you ever lied on your resume? No, I have not. Nice. Uh, 91, 
Have you ever punched someone in the face? No. I have been punched in the face. Mm, okay. Sixth grade camp. Classic. I jokingly pushed this kid. Like, I, just, I was joking around. We were both standing in line for this giant slide that I, I'm sure they don't let kids go up because it was like literally a hundred feet up in the air. You had to go up this steep walkway. And then it was basically a treehouse with this giant slide down. And we we're standing there. It was three of us. And I jokingly was like, Hey man, I'm going to go first. And I kind of pushed him, but I guess he was standing weird. So he tripped and like fell down. And then he stood up, he grabbed me by the collar and popped me in the eye. And I just went, <laughs> and then jump and dove down the slide. <laughs> <laughs> that is like the definition of fight or flight. Like you literally yeah. just. <laughs> <laughs> and it didn't even hurt. And I didn't have a black eye or anything. And he came and apologized to me. He came and found me and apologized. But I remember looking in the mirror and crying, being like, that was shocking. <laughs> Whew. Uh, 92. Would you ever go to a nude beach? Sure. Yeah. Actually, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't think I can. Well, actually, on nude beaches, it's mostly just like old fu- old farts. I was going to say old fucks. <laughs> and I just did. Um, Both are probably correct. So, sure. But I don't have any desire to walk freely that way. So, probably not, actually. Okay. Like, I'm not opposed to it. If someone I was with, like, you know, if I was in, a, like, a relationship and they wanted to go, I'd be like, yeah, sure. But, like, I'm not going to go with, like, a group of friends, and I'm not going to go on my own accord. But I'm not opposed to it. I hear you. Okay. Uh, 93. Somehow not the realest question of the bunch. When was the last time you cried? Oh, good question. Um... Before I went on medication, um, I had a lot of ups and downs constantly, uh, and it was getting worse and worse. So I think uh, probably in April of last year. Not a bad uh, little, you know, uh, stack of time there. Pretty solid. solid. Although actually happy crying like swoony crying Mm. i do in rom-coms all the time so probably some rom-coms since then (laughs) that's fair uh 94 what's something you've done and will probably never do again dunk a jester in a dunk tank it's i'm never i i did it once and it was amazing and i'm never going to do it again it's the best I did the best. I did it the best on the first time. And so I'm going to keep it that way. Yeah. You have the perfect record. Yeah. You only needed three. So exactly the cinematic. It's yeah, it's perfect. Uh, 95 best compliment you've ever received. I don't know if it's a compliment, but every now and then someone will message me. And, uh, you know, when I was at Funhouse and while I streamed saying just that, like, uh, what we do and the the content we make help has helped them through like a bad time or whatever. Mm. And that's like why I do this is because I realized like I, cause I used to work at those nonprofits and I always felt this like huge guilt because um, I never really cared about those nonprofits. And I was like, 
am I a bad person for not like wanting to dedicate my life to this cause? Um, and, and I always kind of struggled with like, what am I even giving to the world? And then I realized that I do that same thing where I will use content to kind of help me wind down and help me relax. And it helps with my anxiety and stuff. Um, and that's something I can do. And that's something that I can actually like give back that positively affects the world or positively affects individuals in the world. Um, and so just getting the validation of that, that it, I actually am doing that is uh, probably the best information I've received that's made me happy. <laughs> I don't know if it's a compliment, but I, I say it qualifies. it's validation. Absolutely. Absolutely. 96. Tell me a joke. Oh, fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, this is one of those things where it's like I'd have to Google it. Um, <sighs> hey. N- knock, knock. Who's there? Uh, just let me in, dude. I, I really, I'm about to shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> judges thumbs up we got nothing but thumbs up i counting it i love it uh 97 97 used to be a question that i wrote that just wasn't all that good so i crumpled it up and threw it in a recycling bin and replaced it with the listener question of the week uh so if anyone has a question they want to put oh, ears okay. on to it's a uh, 99 and of course that's the number 99 questions pod at gmail.com or 99questionspod on Twitter. Uh, So this one comes from Eric Crust, uh, who uh, first off wanted to say uh, his podcast Lost in Narration, which I might do the uh, intro voiceover for, uh, absolutely loves you, but he does have a question. Um, And I'm going to read it verbatim, even though he wanted me to clean it up for the air, but (laughs) he goes, I don't know how to phrase the question, uh, but I'd love to know how he's doing after figuring out his mental health stuff and any tips for finding the right care. And that's a very uh, well put question, even if he didn't know how to phrase it. Thank you, Eric. Yes. My tips are one. Don't immediately go to a psychiatrist because the psychiatrist is just there to issue you drugs. You should first find a therapist or a psychotherapist and talk to them uh, so that you can unpack everything that you've gone through and learn what's actually going on in your life. Um, Cause it's very likely that you can just work that stuff out through talking and through retrospection and uh, learning and trying to develop better habits. But if like, I have a chemical imbalance in my brain that literally I need medication to fix. Um, So figure that out with your therapist first. Um, And uh, for me, how am I doing? I'm doing well, but I will be honest. um, It's not a cure-all. Like uh, I still have to actively work on my mental health. And that's, that's something that I mentioned, you know, uh, staying in bed too much is I I'm reaching a point where like it was very easy because I was very happy of the change and everything for a long while but now I'm kind of reaching that place where I'm kind of 
starting to adopt some of those old bad habits. And I'm trying to be more cognizant of that and try to work on that. But I'm not definitely not having the crazy mood swings and erratic behavior and everything. So that is all gone. And I could not be happier about that. Well, that's a beautiful thing. Forward progress is progress. Hell yeah. And thank you, Eric Crest, for the question. Thank uh, you, Krusty. <laughs> uh, 98. What made you want to be who you are today? Who I am? Who I'm just me. <laughs> do you, what do you mean? Philosophically, who I am? Uh, sure. Or, or if there was a uh, inciting incident early, you know, that, that just led you down the path that you are now. Uh, or, or, or probably you know. being the youngest in a family of in a children family of three. Mm. Uh, my dad read a lot of those like books on like how family dynamics worked, and I guess a lot of times when you're the youngest, you are kind of uh, more of a performer, attention getter, or whatever. Yeah, uh, and that definitely was me growing up of like always, you know, goofing off to make everyone laugh. So supposedly if there's any validity to that science that my dad always spouted being the youngest probably uh, contributed to who I am today a lot, or that's all bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) I like putting that as a qualifier to any of the questions. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not a fucking scientist, bitch. I don't know this shit. I make people laugh. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but we've reached the top of the mountaintop. Top Is it really? The, are we really here? 99. It's been so long oh. on this journey. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we're we're both shoulder to shoulder looking out at the horizon. As I ask question 99, what do you want to be remembered for? S. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> <laughs> he gave the system he figured it out <laughs> um what do i want to be remembered for um uh i want to be remembered for putting a smile on people's faces <laughs> you know what i love that's ch- as cheesy as it sounds i mean that's really like all i can really ask for is yeah. brightening people's days by being a dumbass on camera. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? Even if it's an audio medium, I can promise every listener that I'm smiling right now. So your your work is being done here, uh, uh, Mr. Smith. And, and I, I wish I had more questions, but I simply do not. I don't think there are any more questions beyond these. I've looked. You got 99 questions and a what up bitch is how do you <laughs> that's the one that's the if that's the sound bite that's right the there, jay-z baby. song right yep oh i love that off of the blueprint so good yep <laughs> well thanks for having me oh this is this was fun oh thank you so much thank you for for coming to do it it's uh, truly an honor uh uh is there anything you would like to uh, plug, promote, float into the ears of our our wonderful listeners. Anything at all? 
Uh, I mean, just, I guess, uh, just check out uh, anything slash John Smith, J-O-N-S-M-I-F-F, whether it's YouTube or Twitch or Twitter, Instagram, all those things. I'm just slash John Smith. Um, I stream, uh, but I also try to make it more of a performance. And, uh, you know, it's although it is mostly me just playing video games, I have a lot of different scenes. Being an editor... I've tried to kind of bring that post-production feel to a live production. Uh, So there's a lot of goofy gags that we do. What a guy. John Smith, everybody. Did you have a good time? I did. And I wish I could finish filing the paperwork for our shared business, Proxy Anus LLC. But the red light is on. It's last call time. We gotta figure out what we learned. We learned that sports are useless. Actually, scratch that. Sports only have one use, uh, and that is to have weapons in case of a rogue monkey attack. You can never be too careful. We learned that despite the names appearing to the contrary, red dogging, flicking the almond, and dunking the jester are in fact not sex positions. Who knew? We learn that you should always run toward the paranormal when it happens. We learn that Korea really has this quarantine thing figured out. And we learned that you should not hold celebrities on a higher pedestal. Amen to that. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to sew 59 more pockets onto my vest. And I've only got two weeks to do it till our next episode. So until then, thank you and good night. You got 99 questions and uh, what up, bitch? <laughs>